Hey, App Growth community. Welcome back to the App Growth Show, where we host mobile experts to unlock valuable and actionable insights on how you can grow your app. No matter where you are in your app growth journey, we are here to help you reach your mobile growth goals. Let's dive right into today's episode. Today, we are so excited to be joined by Ariel McKilly, the founder and CEO at AppFigures. Ariel is a true veteran in the app space and has endless knowledge to share with you all today. From an early stage, Ariel developed a passion for data and analytics, and through AppFigures, he has found a way to take this complex data and simplify it, making it useful for pretty much everyone. AppFigures has become the app analytics, optimization, and intelligence choice for top developers, publishers, marketers, and analysts all around the world. The importance of data, being able to understand it, interpret it, and most importantly, grow from it, is so important in the landscape of today's business world. Get ready to learn how Ariel and his team at AppFigures are simplifying that data, making it easier to understand and use. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the App Growth Show. This is Jennifer Sansone from App Growth Network. And today we're very excited because we are here with Ariel from AppFigures, and he's going to be talking to us about some pretty important topics today. But before we dive into that, why don't we say hello to Ariel? Hello. Hi, thank you for having me on this. Thank you so much for being here. Um, before, like I said, before we dive into kind of the, the topic of today's episode, why don't we start by you telling us a little bit about yourself and about app figures? Sure. So myself is a very long story, but to cut it short, I love data and I love business and I'm somewhere between engineer and marketer in my uh, entire life. I was thinking, how do we make data more accessible to people? And when uh, me and my brother started our game development studio back, wow, 14 years ago, that was kind of the big questions. So we had a game, the app store just opened up and we said, how do we know if this is really a business, if this can take off, if this is the future? And so we built app figures and what app figures focuses on is how to take a lot of data and make sense out of it for pretty much everyone we work with small companies indie developers large companies enterprises because at the core especially these days you need to understand what's going on what's going on with your apps or games what's going on with the competition what's going on with the market and that's how you get to make better decisions more informed decisions so that's really what app figures is all about it's we collect a lot of different data sets and we make them very easy to understand. And so we can help you with analytics. We can help you with app store optimization, with competitor intelligence, and all under one roof so you can connect the dots. It's the very brief, briefest of ways I can say this. Well, no, that's great because I think, you know, data for many people is a little bit scary in some ways yep. if you don't if you don't have that analytical mind, it can be a little bit overwhelming. So tools such as these, and you broke it down very well. And uh, you made it sound simple. So, so that's, <laughs> that's always that's our goal, part of our brand. <laughs> that's a good sign. Um, and we've noticed that at Figures, in fact, as you mentioned, you guys do offer multiple tools. Um, among them is App Store optimization, which we know in the industry is extremely important. Um, can you educate our audience a little bit more about uh, retention optimization and kind of what role that plays in increasing an app's revenue? Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's such an exciting topic, especially today. So I think for the longest time, people put apps on the app store and it kind of just worked for the most part. Some apps succeeded, some apps failed. Some developers really knew what they were doing. Some, most didn't. And it was kind of okay. There weren't that many apps. There wasn't that much um, problem with discovery. And I guess discovery has always been an issue, but it is now becoming more of an issue because the stores have changed and 
what people are looking for has changed. And also there's just so many apps, so many apps, so many games. They're all promoting. They're all trying to get their name out there. And you're at this point where you say, how do I get my app found? And one of the ways of getting your app found is app store optimization. And that's a whole field in and of itself. But then after you get found, what do you do with those people? You worked so hard to get people into your app. If now you're not optimizing for retention, you're really just throwing all that good money or good effort that you put in, you're throwing that away. And so I see it kind of a one big funnel that leads from really nothing to revenue. And you have to go through all the steps in the process. And that gets even more exciting where you have subscription apps because now you have to work very hard to get a subscriber. But then once they're on the platform, once they're in the app, hopefully you'll get to keep them if you do retention optimization right. So that revenue will continue to stream in. So all that hard and hard work and effort will can now pay off for a much longer period of time. And that's something we have not had before with apps. The web has that, desktop apps had that for a long time, but they didn't have the discovery of something like the App Store or Google Play. And that's really where everything gets uh, extremely exciting. And I think as I'm sure you've also seen from your side, subscriptions are becoming a real thing. And so maybe two or three or four years ago, it was iffy. I remember when we started, we started uh, 13 years ago, and a lot of people told us, you're never gonna succeed with a subscription business in the current ecosystem. And we said, maybe, we'll see, we're gonna try. 13 years later, we're here, and I see that same thing happening with apps right now, or we've seen it a few years ago, but over time, you see more and more and more apps, and now even games transitioning to a subscription model and raving about it because it's how they make money these days. So subscription optimization is more important than ever now. Retention optimization, getting those users to begin with, all those steps are critical to making money in 2022. Yeah, and, and it's interesting because as you say that, you know, just in the industry, people we talk to and just in general, it really is about the retention, right? So before, so much of the emphasis was on how many downloads, how many installs, and it was all about the acquiring and how many downloads. When at the end of the day, if you're losing these people or they're churning, how are you, you can never even get to the point of that exactly. of the funnel where you are, you know, making revenue and, and, and um, having a, a sustainable business. So yeah, retention really is a hot topic. Um, it, it has been for a while and it probably will continue be, to be, as you mentioned, as more and more apps are becoming subscription-based, which kind of brings me to my next point of retention. Uh, so for retention optimization, obviously you need to have some strategies, right? Like what is it about retention that works? Um, we know that gamification is becoming a very popular strategy and we've had some conversations with with past guests about gamification and it's you know moving so much farther beyond just game apps this whole idea of gamifying um, so we know that app figures offers you know these tools for app intelligence so in your experience what kind of retention hooks play a role in retaining in retaining users now i can answer this question in uh probably seven days over seven days so i hope you have time Oh, we have so much time. <laughs> so there are all these different ways to do retention, but I think if you zoom out a little bit, you really have to know your audience and you really have to know what else is available in the market. And I get this question all the time, what should I do with my app? What's the one thing I need to do to retain or convert more of my users? And I wish it was that easy, but it isn't. Because if you, um, when your app exists, it doesn't exist in a vacuum. 
and someone a user, a potential user, sees your app for the first time, it's unlikely that you're the first option that they have or the only option that they have. And so you have to know what else is out there because I think one of the main problems that developers have these days is that they put an app that they poured all their time into or all the research resources into, but they looked at what they thought the users want. And so if I'm a user in this, in this, um, in this environment, I may have ones that are slightly different and there might be an app out there that already fills them for me and all I have to do is go and find it. And so when I look at optimization, and it's the same for search engine, uh, for app store optimization, it's the same for retention optimization. It's really about what am I competing with? What am I up against? And when it comes to retention, obviously I'm up against what my users want. And I don't always know what my users want, even though I'm the developer behind the app. So I have to find ways to understand what they want. And you can go out and ask them, um, but there are better ways to do it and faster, faster ways to do it. Um, but you also have to know what the competition is putting out there because you're battling the competition in a way, whether it's on the App Store and Google Play with App Store optimization, whether it's creatives or pricing or anything like that. But also once they land in the app, you capture them by giving them what they want because they all want something. And so one of the, the biggest things that I think developers should do before they do really anything else is understand what's out there. What's the competition like? What is the market like? What are the needs like? Once you have that, everything becomes a lot easier. It becomes a lot easier because you know the lingo, you know the keywords that they're after, you know the intents that they're after, the specific benefits they're looking for, but you also know how to target them within the app for upsells. And so if you know they want a specific feature, you know where to gate it. And that's really how you can get down and really focus on retention optimization by giving them what they want. But if you don't know what them really means, it's kind of problematic. You, you brought up uh, gamification, which is a, a very interesting topic. I've spoken to so many developers who are saying they're fed up with gamification. It was a trend a few years ago. They don't want to do it anymore. People don't care about it. And then I talk to all these developers who believe it's the best thing they could do for their app. And again, that goes back to different audiences behave differently. And um, I'll, I'll give you one example. I was talking to a developer who has a very specific uh, professional type of app and the target market is just extremely specific professionals. You try to gamify anything, they will not download the app. They tried experiments with their screenshots where they made their screenshots a little bit more markety and less about very specific buttons in the app. And they actually lost conversion. Conversion rate dropped because those professionals are looking for just the one button or the, you know, the one feature. And that's all they care about. They don't need gamification. You have that feature, they're happy. But then that's not really, I would say, the most popular thing that happens on the App Store. So in large, by large, in large, one of those, you get to, you get to see an audience that wants to engage but may not have time. And um, on, my, on my show, I have a weekly news show, I talk a lot about streamers and companies like TikTok that have a lot of videos out there or a lot of user-generated content out there. And when you start thinking about those um, user behavior, that user behavior and those usage patterns, consumption patterns really, you see that really everything is competing for attention these days. And so if things are not as simple or as direct as they can be, you get to a point where people might say, I'll do this later, I'll try this later. And that's how you lose on retention and that's how you lose on conversion, whether it's for a download or for an upgrade within your app. So you have all these competing forces and they seem like they're not at all competing, but they are on attention. 
And so if you know your audience, the, the better you know your audience, the more you can target those little hooks for them. Hopefully that was what you were aiming for. As far as Nancy, I knew I went very broad. You know what, and, but that's kind of the point, right, with retention is there is no magic bullet. If there was, of course. Um, exactly. The marketer's jobs would be very easy or maybe non-existent even. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> I don't know you know, that. to your point, gamification might work for certain genres and definitely not work for others. Like for a health and fitness app, maybe it you know, exactly. makes more sense than with others. So it's about what you said. It's about knowing what your specific target is looking for and what it is that they value. So kind of on the same topic of retention is, of course, the, the fear of churn, right? And how to reduce, reduce that dreaded churn rate. And uh, we did notice that um, you have a piece of content that you talk through um, the app figures, you provide kind of a five-step method to combat churn. Can you talk us through a little bit more about that process? Absolutely. So if you think about churn, churn is really the opposite of conversion in a way, but it's even worse because you got them to convert. Really, you got them through all the steps. So you really sold them on your screenshots in your app store or Google Play page. The pricing was right. You got them to engage with the app in the beginning, and then eventually they kind of drifted away. Or maybe they just decided they don't need it anymore, don't want it anymore. And that's bad because he worked really hard to get those, to get those users. Now, when I look at it again, I kind of look at it in the same way. Maybe as a developer, I don't know my audience well enough to continue and provide value. And I just give them a little bit up front and they like it, but then that's it. And so every little um, step that I take when I think about conversion optimization or about churn prevention, really has to do with, do I know my audience? Do I know what they want? Do I know what they need more so than what they want? And do I know what their alternatives are? Because if I think I have everything right, but a competitor comes along and the competitor may be priced a little bit different, maybe they gate features a little bit differently and they attract some of my audience, or maybe there's a feature that my audience really wants, but I just haven't gotten around to it because I'm not prioritizing well. My competitor can just build it and then take over my audience. So. That's really where I start. And my, my five steps have a lot to do with understanding that audience in multiple different ways. So one of the things that I think most developers really don't think about, and I've talked to so many developers who every time I say this, they go, what, you can do that? That's such a great idea. And that's optimizing or prioritizing your to-do list, your, um, your roadmap based on what your users want, but also based on what your competitors' users want. So. We can, we import all the reviews in the App Store and Google Play, and you can use our platform to read all the reviews for yourself, but also for your competitors. And if you can do that, you can easily see what their users want. You can see what's not available in the app yet, and you can do that. And so you can ride their churn and turn it into your advantage, but also at the same time prevent potential churn for your users because you know that competitor will add it at some point. And so, you want to make sure that you have all the features they need and you want to make sure that you're really serving all the intents that makes sense for the app, of course, or for the service. And that's really the easiest trick that I can think of. It's not really a trick. The, the easiest way of, uh, of looking at intent and looking at features and looking at really how your users or how users, potential users, interact with the app. Now, you can use the same technique to also think about it in a way what, um, what is frustrating for users with your app. So if they leave a review and they say, I really dislike X, where X is the price, or X is 
the way that you add things, or I don't know, it really depends on the app, um, you can easily get that. And you want to really eliminate those sort of friction points when it comes to churn, because you want to make sure they can do what they need to do. And that's really a, a, an easy way to prevent churn is remove all that friction. And I use reviews for a lot of it because asking users while fun, and I love talking to our members specifically, um, it's really difficult. And it's really, it's time consuming. It's not at all easy to do unless you travel to conferences and you're very active on social media and things of that nature. And then once you read reviews and you understand exactly what's going on, one of the things that I like to do is I like to look at the pricing, my pricing versus competitors. And then I like to look at revenue and revenue conversion. So we provide estimates for downloads and for revenue for apps. And you can quickly look at downloads and revenue and see what the trend is like for all of your competition, all in the same place. Put yourself also on the same chart. And then you can see if downloads are going up and revenue is going down, you know conversion is not working as well as it should. And you can do that by competitor. Once you find a competitor where it works, you can look at their pricing. And once you analyze their pricing, you might see something that is so obvious. They will say, whoa, I can do that. And that can be on both sides, churn prevention and also conversion optimization because now you know your users so much better. And that's a good way to use, um, to use the kind of data that we provide. There's one thing that is really tough when it comes to churn and that's something that doesn't really have an easy answer, but there is a point where users don't need your app. And that's something that is, as a developer, I, I hate the thought of it even. Why would you not need my app? But things change, circumstances change. And the one thing that is important there is to make sure that you really are targeting all the possibilities that this user's, all the intention that this user wants. And so it's possible that one of their use cases is no longer relevant, and that's why they don't need your app. But if you target other use cases, or maybe they're tangential, maybe they're related, but they're not exactly the same, um, you can get them to stay and continue to use your app, even if it's for something slightly different. And that's a really important one. And the last one on the list, and I did not go in order, if you, um, if you read the guide, is that sometimes they just forget about the app. And that's kind of the worst possible, again, thing to do because it's not that they don't like it, it's not that you're missing anything, it's not that your pricing is not good, it's not that a competitor is doing a better job. I just forgot that it exists. And engaging them, which is probably a topic for a whole different conversation, um, is one of the things that at least you should try and do. And there are all these third parties that can help you do that. So even if you don't wanna to put too much effort or too much time into building all those tools, they exist and you can just use them. And in many cases, you can use them um, very easily and you can see those results very easily. And if it goes back to understanding what your users really want based on what they told you they want, kind of, you'll know when to trigger those reminders to get them back into the app and to get them to use the app. And that's kind of the high level. Yeah, that's super interesting. Um, so for, just from, from your experience, and obviously you know app figures inside and out, um, of all the tools that you do offer, what would you say are your most, your most used, your most popular, um, tools that, that pretty much every client should be looking at. Ooh, where do I even begin? Um, so I love to use Keyword Inspector and anyone who goes on my live stream knows that I talk about Keyword Inspector all the time. And Keyword Inspector, what it does is it provides you a lens into what search results are like on the App Store and Google Play in any country, but overlays intelligence data on top of it. One of the ways that um, people discover your app 
probably the most important way on on uh, the App Store and Google Play is through a search. And so you want to know where you rank and you want to know where your app is presented in all the important keywords. And I know people sometimes turn off when I say keywords, but people search for intents. They want things. And you want to know where you show up for those things they want. So that's usually where I start pretty much anything. If you ask me about an app, that's going to be the first place I look. And then beyond that, I go directly into our competitor intelligence. And that's where all that juicy information is, those download estimates, the revenue estimates, uh, which technologies they use, which gives me a lot of insight about what's going on under the hood. That's also how you can determine if a competitor is trying to re-engage users by looking at the type of technologies that they work with. If they have one of those SDKs from companies like, um, what is AppBoy's new name? I forgot. But one of those SDKs that um, are mostly used for engagement, you will know that they're doing it. And if you're not, you know, you're probably missing out. So you have all this information, their keywords that you can go after and learn from. And that gives you a really good picture of who's doing what and what you should be doing to remain competitive or get ahead. Yeah, I love that you bring that up because really, um, of course, everyone's worried about their competition, but I think you're really bringing home the point of how important it is to know your competition in and out <clears throat> to understand your own customers. It's not just you know to know what they're doing and, and beat them all the time, but that's how you get to know the people you're going after. And it, and it's, it's learnings, right? At, at the end of the day, it's all Absolutely. to your benefit to completely learn and understand your competition to better understand your own target. So, so I love that you've, you've brought that up because I think that's very helpful. Ariel, you've given us so much useful information already and the, the time has flown by, but before <laughs> I let you go, um, I just wanted to wrap it up with maybe if you have just, you know, some final words of advice that you would give to anyone uh, looking to successfully incre increase their their retention and eventually their revenue? That's a really good question. I think whether it's a new app that you're trying to get off the ground or an existing app that you've been working on for a while, the bottom line is really where it's at. And I talked a bunch about how competitor intelligence can help you with that. And that's really where I would start with pretty much everything that has to do with increasing revenue, whether it's decreasing churn, increasing or improving ASO, um, or in general, changing pricing, or really anything that has to do with making more money. So that's always where I start. I understand what the competition is doing, what they're not doing, what their users want, kind of like those rules that I was saying before. And using that, I establish what I think is a good game plan, and then I start executing on it. So if you're trying to grow revenue, that's really where I would start, understanding what is happening in the market. And if you have an amazing understanding of what's happening in the market, then I think the question is not, how do I make more money? But it's really uh, about executing on what you know you need to do in order to make more money. And that's really what I would say for how to increase revenue. Incredible words of wisdom for us. So thank you for sharing. And um, thank you so much for joining us today. It was such an interesting talk and um, hearing about all of your experience. So thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me on this. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode on the App Growth Show. We hope you were able to take away some actionable insights in relation to conversion and retention optimization, as well as churn prevention. We hope you were able to develop a further grasp on the overall impact and importance that understanding your overall market, competition, and users have on these areas, and how access to data can drastically help with this. If you found today's episode to be helpful, please visit appgrowthnetwork.com and book your free call with us today to supercharge your mobile growth. See you in the next episode. Bye for now.